Thank you, Mrs. Hart. I was thinking about it today or tonight, and I thought I'd bring a message on my two uh, scriptures that I quote more than any other, I suppose, to people as I'm trying to talk to them about the Lord. And if you'll turn over to Ephesians, I'd like to, my two verses I quote more than any other is verse 8 and 9. But I would like to begin to read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. So find that, if you would, please. We've got an old Schofield Bible. It's page 1251. We'll begin to read verse 1. And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were in nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and raised us up together, and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has before ordained, that we should walk in them. Heavenly Father, I pray for each one of us here tonight that we would hide verses like these in our hearts and souls that when people ask us of our faith and what we believe and the proof of it, that we'll have verses like these that shows plainly that man is not saved by works. Man is not saved by his own righteousness. Man is saved by the very grace of God. Nothing we can do to help him save us. And I thank God for that tonight. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. By grace alone, through faith alone, is a Bible teaching when it comes to salvation. Just two major things I want to give you tonight about these two verses. Number one is by grace alone. The Bible teaches that men, women, boys, and girls are saved by grace. Now, grace is simply means undeserved favor of God. If you could get a representative from every religion of the world together and ask one question, what must I do to be saved? Uh, you get only two doctrines regarding salvation. I don't care who a denomination or what religion you're talking about. There's only two doctrines of salvation in all the world. Number one, Man saves man. Number two, a man saves himself. Now, notice, uh, God saves man. I mean, I made a misquote there. Man uh, saves man. God saves man. Or man saves himself. Now, those who teach man saves himself say that man saves himself because of what he is. Or because, he, because of what he does. Or because of what he knows or because of what he feels. I was brought up in a religion that it taught, do you feel it now? Do you feel it? Have you got it yet? Do you feel it? 
Well, I I know one thing. I felt different the night I got saved, but I sure didn't rely on that to save my soul. I thank God we got feelings. Amen. I, I was laughing at my doctor. I went to the doctor with my eye the other day, and or uh, just talking to her about my eye. And uh, she, I told her, I, I, going to, the doctor talked about taking part of this eye and put it over on this side and pull this eyelid up and fixing this. And, and uh, she said, well, that's good. Didn't you have to look both on the same side? And I said, yeah, easy for you to say. I ain't getting it done. And uh, I said, the reason I want to do that is because when I'm preaching, my eye runs all the time with water. She said, that's okay. That means you're compassionate about what you're doing. I said, I'm not crying. My eyes running with water. I want to stop some of the water from blowing. <laughs> but when it comes to feelings, that's uh, people have a lot to, when it comes to salvation, they think feelings enter into salvation. Now, this man is not saved because of what he is. People say all the time, I've been a Christian ever since I've been born. But no one is a Christian until he is born again. John 3, verse 5. You must be born again. It's impossible to inherit salvation. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Turn over to John chapter 1 for just a minute. John chapter 1, I'd like we look at verse 12 and verse 13. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Note the words, not of blood, which mean salvation does not come through your bloodline. A person does not become a Christian just because his dad and mom's a Christian, or his grandpa's a Christian, or his grandma's a Christian. No one are born again from birth. Psalms 58 in verse 3 says the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. So that tells us that we're born into sin. No one is a Christian from their birth. Psalms 51 verse 5. Behold, I am shaken in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. Now, all the way back to Adam and Eve, men are sinners by birth as well as choice. Not only does every man have a sin nature, but every man commits sin. In 1 John 1.10 says, If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. In Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Dr. Tom Malone says, Before you can get somebody saved, you've got to get them lost. You've got to get them to admit that they're a sinner. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to say, well, I've been a good person, or I was born in a Christian family, or my, my people is all Christian people. That don't make you saved. And so someone wrote, there's so much good in the worst of us, and so much bad in the best of us, that it hardly behooves any of us to condemn the rest of us. I like that. According to John 3.18, we are already condemned. Listen to what he says. He that believeth not is condemned already. Why? because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So we're condemned already. Man is not saved because of what he is. Isaiah 40, 64, verse 6 says, But we are all of an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. I used to read that verse, and I'd read it, All our righteousness. 
That's not what it said. It says all our righteousnesses. That's all of our doings on this world. Is as filthy rags as, as far as God is concerned when it comes to salvation. Not our worst, but our best are like filthy rags in God's sight. God is so much holier than man that even our best is like filthy rags in God's sight. The only way a person can ever be righteous before the righteous God is how the imputed righteousness of God himself, which according to Romans 3.22 is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. What happens when a person believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, God imputes or put to your account Jesus' righteousness. And that's the only way you become righteous is through the Lord Jesus. Man is not saved, number two, because of what he does. There's no salvation by works. All uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Notice it. Uh, again, please. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves a gift to God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, some want to say that James teaches salvation by works, and they quote James chapter 2, verse 24. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only? Well, James is not talking about salvation towards God here. James is talking about our salvation towards man. Uh, for what I'm talking about is my testimony. Somebody comes along and says, I'm a Christian. And they live like the devil, and they walk like the devil, and they talk like the devil, and then they must be of the devil then. That's what James is talking about. But if you talk like the Lord and, and receive Christ as your Savior, and you talk like a Christian, you act like a Christian, then you must be a Christian then. That's your testimony with man, not before God. All our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags before God. James 2.18 says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. In other words, James is saying, you say you're a Christian. Show it to me, and I'll show you mine. The believer can do, uh, can only demonstrate his faith to others by what he does and or by his works, because faith is invisible. And the only way to tell whether I'm a Christian or not is by my works. Now notice something. So we're justified before men by our works, but we're justified before God by our faith. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. A good illustration of that is O.J. Simpson. He was arrested and after a long trial, he was acquitted by a jury and never served time. He was justified in the sight of the law. But nearly everyone believes he's guilty. Why? Because of his behavior. And that's the same way when it comes to a Christian. If, if you go back and you study Rome, uh, Matthew 7, verse 22 and 23, here are men in judgment where only claim was heaven is a, by their good works. And you know what Jesus says to them? I never knew you. Depart from me. Works sometimes take the form of sacraments, such as water baptism. And now I believe in baptism, amen. There ain't no doubt about it. But baptism is not a savior. And a person who is trusting in baptism, uh, baptism is not fully trusting in Jesus Christ. 
there is no such thing as partial belief. You either believe or you don't. John 1.12 But as many received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You know how I know I'm saved? I just believe. That's it. I mean, if I had no other way of knowing that I'm truly saved, I just believe the truth of the Bible. I believe the record of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receiving is belief. Now notice something else. A man said to Bob Jones Sr. one time, one time Bob Jones was as soon as I get, Bob Jones, just as soon as I get on my feet, I'm going to become a Christian. Dr. Bob replied, a man is not saved by getting on his feet. He is saved by getting on his face. Now remember this, please. You don't get better to get saved. You get saved to get better. You can't get better until you get saved. Listen to this. Nothing, nothing either great or small, nothing sinner, no, Jesus did it all, did it all. Long, long ago, tis to Jesus' cross you cling by a simple faith. Doing is a deadly thing. Doing ends in death. Cast your deadly doings down, down at Jesus' feet. Trust in Him and Him alone. Stand gracious and complete. Notice something else. Man is not saved because of what he does. Thirdly, man is not saved because of what he knows. Salvation does not come wrapped in a diploma. The Bible doesn't say he that knoweth has everlasting life. John 3.36 says he that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. That's why uh, that it scares me so many preachers today is going to seminars and, uh, and schools of great learning and getting so much learning they leave in the gospel. And the gospel is that Jesus died for our sins. Amen. It's good to have knowledge. It's good to have knowledge of the scripture. But don't let knowledge overrule the simple gospel that Jesus saved just simple believe in the Lord. Now, uh, you go to heaven heart first, not feet first. Think about that for just a minute and let it sink in. Notice something else. Man is not saved according to what he feels. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor in a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Think about that. Come to me if you have a certain feeling. No, not what it says. Feeling is not a part of the basis of what we believe. They're results of what we believe. Amen. And because, because I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, I got feelings. But not because of my feelings do I have the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember Romans 6.23? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. You cannot earn or work for a gift. Uh, it wouldn't be a gift then. A gift, you don't earn it, you don't work for it. You receive it. That's all you do is a gift. And Jesus came into this world to give his life for a sinner. Notice number two is by faith alone. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, one more time. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves a gift to God, not a works lest any man should boast. Notice by grace through faith tells us God has already done his part. Titus 2.11 For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. 
I like that word has. That word has means he's already done it. Amen. So everything that's dependent on salvation, God's already done it. The grace of God brought salvation. But Jesus Christ must be received by faith. The Bible, God's Word, divides the world into two classes of people. Simply that. Turn to John chapter 3 now and I'll show you the two classes. I heard a preacher use this one time and I've never got over it. Uh, somebody come to him and was talking about, uh, how do you get saved, preacher? How do you know you're saved, preacher? And he gave him this verse. John chapter 3, verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. That's good. But look at the second part of it. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. You know how you know you're saved or not? Do you believe or don't you believe? Now, everybody can believe or not believe. And by the way, everybody don't believe. Uh, just because they believe in Christmas, the birth of Christ, and everybody believes that. And just because they believe it's Easter, the resurrection of Christ, well, most everybody believes that. That doesn't save you. That's just knowledge. What makes the difference? Do you believe He's the Son of God? Do you believe He died for you? I never will forget that feeling that the night that I got saved, I really believed that if I was the only one in all the world, Jesus would have come and died for me. And until you get there, you don't have salvation. Jesus came and died for me. I used to listen to old Dr. Oliver B. Green, and he would be preaching a sermon. He said, let's bring it down to where the, uh, the tires meet the pavement. And you know what he was talking about? Bring it right down to where you live. Bring it down to you and I. Don't talk up here above our head. Bring it down here where we can all understand it. And in John 3, 6, 18, salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone. What about repentance then? But repentance is not a separate act from believing. It is included in the word believe. Uh, listen to me. You won't turn from your sins if you don't believe that Jesus is saved. Amen. And, and repentance is that act of turning from your sins. And so when it comes to repentance, I had a preacher come and sit in my office one day, and he'd been preaching for years. He said, Preacher, explain repentance to me. Uh, he said, I know that we teach that for by grace you say through faith alone, but what about repentance? Now, if i got to repent, that's the work i got to do. And I said, no, it ain't. And no, God changes your mind. You don't change your own mind. God changes your mind. When I heard of the Lord Jesus Christ, He changed my mind. You can't take no credit for that. That's repentance. What about confession in? Acts 16.31 says you got to confess. Well, 1 John 1.9, uh, that's believers' confession. And you're a sinner. Confessing your sins are two different things. Confessing your sins after you're saved is for fellowship with God, not for salvation. Did you know uh, a saved person, uh, anybody that's saved by the grace of God realizes something. You're still a sinner saved by grace. And I never will forget telling that old holiness preacher one time, and we got in a discussion about it, and uh, I said, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. He said, I haven't sinned the first time since I got saved. I said, you're the biggest liar in town. And they are. 
anybody that believes that you are not a sinner after you're saved don't know anything about your own self plus the Bible. Because the Bible says we're all sinners. Amen? Now, don't you listen very carefully then. First John, though, is still there. And First John says if we confess our sins. Well, is that to a saved person? No. The whole book of First John is written to believers, Christians. And he's talking to somebody that's already saved. And he says if you'll confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all rights. You know what that's talking about? God will not fellowship with a dirty Christian. That's what he's talking about. You've got sin in your life, don't you try to fellowship with God because he'll turn you back on you. You'll have nothing to do with you. You've got to be cleansed to become to a righteous God. How you do that? By confessing your sins. That's fellowship. That's not salvation. And that's what the book of 1 John is talking about. Confessing your sins after you're saved is first fellowship with God. But confessing you are a sinner is believing in the Lord Jesus. You cannot trust Jesus 95%. It must be a 100%. And when you realize that, I either trust Jesus or not. And I, I used this illustration one time, and it hit me. What if I was standing on this table here, and I, and I held, and I reached up, and, and I grabbed hold of that uh, seam up there in the ceiling, and I said, now, I'm trusting this table. But I had a hold of the ceiling, but then I'm not trusting the table 100%. And it's the same way when it comes to trusting the Lord Jesus Christ to your Savior. You've got to trust Him 100%. And I believe it just this much. If I swing out over hell today with my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, if I go to hell, then it's Jesus' fault. And I say that reverently. And I mean that reverently. I'm not trying to blaspheme His name. I'm trying to show you how much I trust Jesus. And when I trust Jesus, brother, He's not going to let me fall. That's faith in the Christ Jesus. Faith alone, though. It's not by faith plus something. And you can divide every religion in the world by those two remarks. And that is, some religions teach I'm saved by the grace of God, but you've got to be baptized to go to heaven. Some teach I've got to saved by God's grace uh, alone, plus you've got to speak in an uh, unknown language. And others believe, and they go on and on. They take the, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But you got to take the elements of the Lord's Supper. And they, they add something to simple faith. God never does that in the Bible. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, period. And thou shalt be saved. That's simple faith. That's why I like Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And they woke me up to the fact that's the two verses that I got to lead my daddy to the Lord. Finally, one night, after 10 years of witnessing my daddy, I said, Daddy, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 again. Let me record them to you. And I did. He said, and then I, I read Romans chapter uh, 10 and verse 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, well, I declare. I see it. Ain't nothing I can do to be saved. Jesus has done it, done it all. And he asked him to save his soul too. That's a wonderful two verses. And it's something, those are the kind of verses you need to hide in your heart. And, and memorize them and quote them over. Sometimes I lay in the bed at night when I can't sleep. The older I get, the more 
what is it? Somnia, is that what they call it? That means you can't sleep. And I never thought I'd get there. I used to get so tired, I just, bam, I'm asleep. And now I lay there and look at the ceiling, and I quote scripture. You ever want to go to sleep? Try reading your Bible. Just sit there and start off reading your Bible one night, and you're real, you know, I'm just wide awake. You start reading your Bible, and the Lord devil will put you to sleep. Amen. Y'all get it, Trekker. Stay with me. God's good, isn't He? He really is. Father, we love these verses of Scripture, and we love the simple plan that you gave through your own self dying on the cross for our sins. We thank you so much for it. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.